Hello, this is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Catholic Baltimore is a weekly radio program hosted by the Archdiocese of Baltimore, airing each Sunday following the broadcast of the Radio Mass of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic radio partners for sharing with us some of the content in this program and for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to the Archdiocese of Baltimore every Sunday. Welcome to Catholic Baltimore. Today on the program, we have excerpts from a special conversation that was held April 26, 2018, between Brian Moynihan, Chairman and CEO of Bank of America, and Archbishop William E. Laurie of Baltimore. They met at the Center Club in Baltimore, Maryland, to discuss urban education as a catalyst for change and improvement of America's cities. As your life has developed here, you find yourself on top of one of the biggest companies in the world, 200,000 plus employees, and yet you take time uh, to invest your time and your, your efforts for Catholic education in the Archdiocese of Boston. Happily, you're investing some of that time with us this afternoon in the Archdiocese of Baltimore. Kind of what motivates you to do that? What do you see in these schools that, that motivates your, your interest and commitment? Well, if you think about it, I, I went to K-8 school, then I went to high school in a, just the local high school, then I went to Brown University and then I went back to Notre Dame. And so you've seen sort of all different sides of education from a, a Catholic and, uh, basis and not. And so I think what motivates me is I think that, you know, the str- what motivates me is to help on education, and whether it's Catholic or not. So. I, like many CEOs, serve on a lot of CEO councils, and I serve in three different ones in, in three different towns, and we spend a lot of time in education. And, and basically, if you dissect education, whether it's, uh, you know, it's pre-K, read by third grade, uh, STEM in high school, vocational school curriculum, power of principles, capabilities of principles, uh, that people fall out. You have these sort of thoughts about that we've sort of aligned along the company. And what I see when you talk to, you know, yourself or Cardinal O'Malley and others is what the Catholic school, leave aside the high schools which have a different picture, but in the primary schools, the ability for them to help solve so many of those problems that you see in education generally mm-hmm. with a goal, with a faith or values base behind it that you know will serve these kids well. It's, it's really unique and whether they're Catholic or not, and I know that mostly, uh, you know, as you said, more than the majority of your kids are not Catholic in the inner city, so it's just a good values-based education process that then can link them to a much better outcome. And, you, and that's, that's what gets me interested. It's, it's education writ large, but it's the unique position the Catholic Church can play in providing highly quality education to the toughest populations in some cases. In some cases, that's not Calvert Hall and that Frank has, or you know, these wonderful high schools or wonderful endowments and wonderful people supporting. We go in those inner city schools and it's a different world to bring those kids out of those kinds of circumstances. Moynihan and the Archbishop also talked about the role respect plays in schools. I think one of the things that um, I, I sometimes experience as I visit those schools is, is the atmosphere. And uh, it's an atmosphere of, of love, respect, relationships. There's a lot of social capital, right. I think, going on in those schools. And I think that's right. And the structure and the basis, but the additional 
element of the religious aspects and the values aspects are just different than you can get in other schools because you can actually talk about it too. Mm -hmm. and, and it's become so secularized. When I, my kids go into a local school, you see it so secularized that they yeah. can't even talk about it. And so the ability to have a courageous conversation around difference is tough when you can't talk about certain aspects of difference or something. And so I, I think the Catholic schools have a unique opportunity to drive that, and that's based on the care that the person wouldn't be working there but for the fact they think it's something different and special. If they just wanted to teach, they could teach anyway. You had the nuns and the lay teachers, the priests. And the, they were teaching in a special environment, they thought, and you felt that from them. And you see that going from a place like Brown University, which is a wonderful education. I spent a lot of time then to a place like Notre Dame for law school and the, the way they taught law. You still learn the basics, but and so that fundamental difference you experience. They also talked about ways to ensure that students learn very early to read. There's an attempt to create an environment where those things can be addressed trustfully. And it's like anybody else. You put them in a good environment and you find they're going to flourish. So one of our um, all-embracing goals is to get as many young people as possible to be proficient in reading and math by the fourth grade. Right. If we can do that, an awful lot of great things can right. happen. We can get them into a great high school and get a big, big proportion, maybe 85% into, into right. post-secondary. So um, that's that universal marker of reading by third grade and you know, math reader, either third or fourth grade, who cares as long as it's early enough, um, is a major, is one of the components is we have at Bank of America, as we look at different markets, uh, across, in the 90 markets we serve, we're trying to get our thoughts organized on pre-K, uh, either read by third grade. The Archbishop and Moynihan talked about how schools can be good neighbors in a community. A flourishing parochial school is a good community partner. It's not, it doesn't exist right. just for itself. It exists to partner with public schools. It exists to partner with community organizations and to partner with right. the parents and guardians. Archbishop Lurie talked about the role of community schools in the city and about plans for the archdiocese to build the first new Catholic school in the city in 57 years. We have some in, in Baltimore, what we call community schools um, that, that educate uh, our young people from the city of Baltimore. Um, we are looking at, um, at the west side of Baltimore because if you look at the west side of Baltimore, you will see, unfortunately, there is currently a no uh, Catholic school in West Baltimore. And West Baltimore is a it's a great part of our city, but it has a lot of needs to it. So we are working hard uh, to build a new Catholic school, first new Catholic school in Baltimore in 57 years. Uh, we'd like to name it uh, after Cardinal Keeler, who was a great educational leader, community leader, uh, pre-K to eight, about 500 kids, 21st century school. And we put it uh, very near the University of Maryland Biotech Park. Jay Perman is here, kind of partner with, with, with the system there. Uh, the thought is that we would uh, provide these kids um, with a really excellent educational environment, uh, faith-based, 
playing fields and put it in a neighborhood that um, has a great chance of flourishing. So we would be on Martin Luther King between Lexington and Saratoga, and uh, we are pretty far down the road toward it. It's about an $18.6 million project. We're at about $13 million. The Archbishop and Moynihan also talked about the importance of scholarships. But I think this is part of a larger effort as right. well because we wouldn't be able to do this uh, without a lot of other efforts uh, that, that have been providing scholarship assistance right, right. over the years. In, in fact, you might chat with us a little bit about what you see happening uh, in, in that regard in, in terms of scholarship assistance. Yeah, we, the Archbishop and I had a dialogue a couple weeks ago. We were going, you know, all the states and all the areas are struggling with this question of how do you how do they help fund tuition? And, and I know that you have a program here, and, and that's, that's terrific. I think one of the things we try to do when we give a young person a scholarship is, A, to give that young person enough. Right. Uh, everybody has to put something in, though, right. every family. Uh, but enough, and then we stay with the young person all eight years, try to see the young person into a good high school, whether it's one of our great public high schools or one of our private high right. schools or Catholic high schools, um, knowing that 99% uh, of those kids will graduate from oh, high school. That, that's, that's terrific. And, and so I think that's one thing. The other thing that's been very helpful to our urban schools has been the BOOST program, right, right. which uh, the supplement from the which state. has been a supplement. Yeah. And that's also enabled a little more choice in education, right. which is a very popular thing with right. parents, I think. We've been listening to excerpts of a conversation between Brian Moynihan, Chairman and CEO of Bank of America, and Archbishop William E. Lorry of Baltimore about urban education as a catalyst for change and improvement of America's cities. The program was held April 26th at Baltimore's Center Club with an audience of about 150 business and civic leaders. After the break, we'll talk with Archdiocesan Chancellor for Education, Jim Selinger, in more detail about the plans for the new school on the west side. You're listening to Catholic Baltimore, and this is Christopher Gunty of the Catholic Review. Catholic News from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. Before entering the halls of the John Carroll School in Bel Air, 28 in next year's freshman class have already distinguished themselves. They are the school's first group in the Archbishop John Carroll Scholarship Program. As part of the program, they will be eligible to earn the Advanced Placement AP Capstone Diploma, a new distinction from the College Board. The program is an opportunity for us to highlight the best and the brightest, said Tom Durkin, principal. John Carroll is the first Catholic school in the state to offer the diploma, which requires students to complete and earn a score of three or higher in the two required year-long courses and in four additional AP courses of their choice. The Carroll Scholars each received a scholarship of $5,000 per year. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. The devil is a loser, but he still tricks people into giving him power, Pope Francis said. The devil seduces us. He knows how to appeal to our vanity and curiosity, and we buy it all, the Pope said in a May 8th homily, according to Catholic News Service. The devil has this ability to seduce, the Pope said. 
That makes it hard to understand that he is a loser because he presents himself with great power, promises you many things, brings you gifts, beautiful, all wrapped up, he said. He knows how to seduce us with the package without letting us see what's inside. He knows how to present his proposals to appeal to our vanity, our curiosity. Unfortunately, he said, too often we like being seduced. The devil is the great liar, the father of lies, the Pope said, and we fools believe him. We must beware of the devil, he said. For more on this and many more stories, visit catholicreview.org. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, I'm George Matisek. Do you want to know more about what's going on in the church and the world than you can get from your daily newspaper or local TV? Read the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the church full-time, The Catholic Review. Pick up the print magazine monthly at your parish or have The Catholic Review delivered to your home every month. You can get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to the Catholic Review e-newsletter for twice-a-week updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Find our app on Apple and Android and follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Wherever your faith takes you, Catholic Review Media is ready to inspire, teach, inform, and engage. Read it today in print and online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. You are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Welcome back to Catholic Baltimore. This is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review. Before the break, we had excerpts of a conversation between Brian Moynihan and Archbishop William Lurie. Moynihan is chairman and CEO of Bank of America, and he and the Archbishop sat down and talked about urban education as a catalyst for change and improvement of America's cities. Following up on that conversation, we sat down with Jim Selinger, who is Chancellor for Education for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. Jim was an executive at IBM before he joining the Archdiocese in 2014. Let's talk a little bit about the new school uh, that is going to be called Cardinal Keeler School on the west side. Where is that going to be located, and what's the advantage of being in that location? Well, let's, let's back up a second, Chris. So when I first got here to the Archdiocese as a Chancellor of Education, one of the things that we really needed to do was a master plan for our schools. So we engaged Era St. Gross to help us look at the city schools as well as the schools that were in the near-in near perimeter. As a result of that master planning study, as you know, we, we closed a few schools. However, we set up an ambitious plan to drive investments in the remaining schools across the study group. But one of the things that we did realize when, the, uh, when we did the study was that there was a, a huge hole in the west side of Baltimore. And with the closure of Seton Keogh High School, uh, Holy Angels Catholic School, which is co-resident on that, on that campus, needed a new home. So we set out looking at a, uh, you know, a plan to develop and build a brand new school on the, on the near west side that would be the home of Holy Angels, but also afford us the opportunity to really plant a flag on the west side of Baltimore uh, that would help revitalize the community. So that's how the Cardinal Keeler School came to be fashioned. Uh, the location of the school right now, as, as we work with the city, is to be right across the street from the University of Maryland, Baltimore. Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, north of the biopark, 
uh, situated between Lexington and Saratoga. That actual plot of land was the home of a public school way back when. Uh, so I guess you could say we're going back to the future and putting a, a non, non-public, nice uh, 21st century Catholic school uh, right on the near west side of Baltimore. And by 21st century school, you mean science labs and STEM and, and being ready for everything that kids these days need to learn. Absolutely. I mean, when you think about one of the things that we did in the master planning study was we evaluated our schools on their educational facility efficacy. And when you think about 21st century schools, you need to make sure you have the right resources and learning environments, cafeteria, gymnasium, science labs, uh, maker spaces where we can put you know, technology like robotics as well as 3D printing and have all the resources in place for the school to flourish. In addition to that, we really wanted an uh, area where we could have green space. So it's not just about building a 66,000 square foot uh, school on the west side, of, you know, near west side of Baltimore, uh, but it is about allowing for play spaces for the children to, to have recreation outside. That's great. You talked a little bit about uh, University of Maryland and the biopark. What kind of community partners are you going to be engaging with at this new school? Well, that's the, that's the other thing that was critical when we started thinking about the new school was we didn't want to do it on our own. And we needed to make sure that we were very tightly linked into the community needs. So working with Jay Perriman, who's the head of the University of Maryland, Baltimore, uh, as well as with the Biopark, but also more importantly was engaging with the Southwest Partnership. Mm -hmm. Michael Seip has been a great teammate in this whole process to help us position the school to address the needs of the community. So this is all about community. It's not only bringing the Archdiocese with its, its education and its Catholic charities and parishes together to support uh, that area, but it's also bringing the skills to bear from the University of Maryland, from their School of Social Services and Pediatrics, as well as the Biopark, which is really seeing strong growth of new uh, uh, companies in that area that are looking for a non-public uh, school out alternative for their children. So it's about rebuilding that whole you know near west side, which is just north of the stadiums, you know, and mm-hmm. just south of uh, Edmondson Avenue. So it is it is well positioned with good partnerships that will help us and make the school a success. So you're really not just trying to educate the students, but you want to educate and you want to engage the whole community. You have to engage the community. I mean, Catholic schools can help stabilize the community. And, you know, there's very good public schools around, but, you know, there was not a non-public school alternative. And Catholic schools bring a stabilization force to the community. Now, when you did that um, overall schools master plan, you really took a look at where students are and where they will be in the next 10, 15 years, right? You did some census work and some study on that. What made you convinced that the West Side was really a place that needed a, a school? Well, we really looked where all the students were coming from. And, you know, it's a center, what we affectionately call the center of gravity was just about a mile north of the land which we've, we settled on. But, you know, the... the uh, there was really not a, a Catholic school alternative on the west side of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And the children deserve a school, a 21st century school. So when we looked at the, where the students were, were drawing from uh, into our Catholic schools uh, and where there was a need, the need was right there on the west side. Mm-hmm. The Archbishop has often talked about our, our presence in the community, not, not whether we will be present, but how will we be present. And he often talks about that as a three-legged stool of church, 
education, and charities. Talk a little bit more about how you are bringing all three of those together. To, well, Bill, Bill McCarthy and his Catholic Charities team is very, Catholic Charities team is very very present on the west side of Baltimore. We're trying to figure out how we can work with the school. Uh, with the Catholic Charities to be a resource for the community working with he and his programs, uh, as well as the parishes around. You know, you see you have Peter Claver, which is to the north, as well as St. Bernadine's and other parishes that will, you know, hopefully provide us the support we need for Catholic identity and things like that to improve the overall efficacy of the school. Mm-hmm. What's your timeline on this? Do you want to talk about timeline? How about timelines yesterday? Um, <laughs> You know, we've raised $13 million. The project is an $18.5 million project. Uh, you know, I would love to say we have a shovel in the ground, but we're not going to put a shovel in the ground until we raise the monies mm-hmm. because you can't afford to put debt service on a, on a school such as this. Uh, you know, if, if all the stars were to line up, Chris, I mean, hopefully we'd be ready for September of 2020. And you're hoping also to not just raise money to to build this, but also to endow some scholarships to make sure that that kids have a way to and families have a way to afford this, right? Well, we're blessed with the Partners in Excellence program that that, that supports the city students, in addition to the Boost Scholarship program, which is now heading into its third year, which provides scholarships for kids that are eligible for free or reduced lunch to attend non-public schools. Uh, but also part of this fun- fundraising process is to how do, can we establish a couple or add to endowments uh, to the tune of another $2.5 million to provide tuition assistance uh, and another endowment to focus on ongoing facility maintenance. That's excellent. You talked a little bit about in the whole, um, the whole master plan about upgrading some of the schools. Talk a little bit about some of the upgrades that we've already done. Or that we have planned. We have quite a few schools that need to be upgraded to 21st century standards. Most recently, we upgraded St. Michael's um, on in Rosedale with uh, you know total renovation of the Labrae Hall. Uh, We're working with St. Francis of Assisi right now on a plan for that school, as well as St. Casimir and. Actually, if you look go down in the Catonsville area right now, we've had success with adding air conditioning already into uh, uh, St. Mark's, uh, as well as air conditioning has been put into Archbishop Orders. So, and there's a capital campaign that's just being launched at Archbishop Curley. So, I, I'd have to say, you know, the needs are immense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plan, the master plan, is a 10-year plan. It calls for the needs of about 86 million dollars of additional. Uh, facility condition improvements, as well as educational facility improvements. And we'll be working closely with, of course, our development team here at the Archdiocese with the parishes and schools to fashion projects that will improve the educational facility efficacy through fundraising campaigns for each of those schools. Mm -hmm. What's your next plan? What's what's the next step? What's the next step? Uh, You know, finish the fundraising. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we can get the you know land and uh, planning all finished and the architectural complete and and put a shovel in the ground. That's great. All right, thanks very much, Jim Selinger, Chancellor for Education of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. You've been listening to conversations about urban Catholic education. Our first segment featured Brian Moynihan, Chairman and CEO of Bank of America, and Archbishop William Lorry talking about urban education as a catalyst for change and improvement of America's cities. Our second segment featured Jim Selinger, Chancellor for Education of the Archdiocese, talking about the new Cardinal Keeler School and the master plan for schools. This is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review, and you've been listening to Catholic Baltimore. Thanks for joining us.
over 143 years, New Cathedral Cemetery has served the needs of the Catholic community of Baltimore and Central Maryland. New Cathedral is the only cemetery owned by the Archdiocese of Baltimore and is the final resting place for many religious orders and famous citizens. 125 acres of rolling hills, trees, and beautiful monuments, the cemetery is an oasis of peace and tranquility and is located off Edmondson Avenue just outside of Catonsville. New Cathedral is dedicated to the task of tending to the mortal remains of our dearly departed and has many more years of available space. If you are in need of a burial site, vault, monument, or marker, or just a respectful location to place your cremated loved ones, our counselors will help you through this process and make sure the wishes of you and your loved ones are honored. Visit us online at newcathedralcemetery.org, like us on Facebook at New Cathedral Cemetery Bonnie Bray, or call 410-566-7770. Join Catholic Review Media and the Archdiocese of Baltimore to see the Passion Play in Oberammergau, Germany, June 19th to 27th, 2020. Travel with Archbishop William E. Laurie, Father Michael Fapiano, and Father Jim Prophet on a nine-day, seven-night pilgrimage to Austria and Germany. Land-only price is projected at $3,399 per person, double occupancy. There are still a few spots remaining. Reserve your seat today by visiting archbalt.org slash passionplaypilgrimage. Again, that's archbalt.org slash passionplaypilgrimage. Life can be hard, and at times we feel overwhelmed and alone. When faced with problems, know that there is a group of Catholics who are part of the prayer ministry of the Archdiocese of Baltimore, waiting to lift you and your needs to God in prayer. This ministry is comprised of men and women, young and old, religious and lay, from every ethnic and cultural background. They pray as individuals and in groups, in homes and meeting spaces throughout Baltimore. Like you, they are people who have suffered the same hurts, fears, pains, sickness, loss, and everyday burdens. Learn more about this ministry by visiting our website at www.archbalt.org. If you are in need of prayer, send your prayer request to prayers at archbalt.org or by phone to 410-547-5517. Would you like to volunteer to be a part of the ministry? Prayer ministers are always needed. Please call or email our coordinator who would be happy to speak with you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Baltimore. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May God bless us and keep us always in his love.